Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling Made Easy podcast, the show that helps you go from questions to confidence and mommy taught to self-taught when it comes to homeschooling. We are your hosts. Dr. Libran is the creator of independent homeschool courses and has authored several books. And I am a current homeschooling mom of six who creates content on YouTube and courses around sustainable homeschooling. Welcome. If you have any questions you would like to be featured on a future show, email us at homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. Now let's start the show. All right. So we have a very special, I think, episode here for Homeschooling Made Easy podcast. And we get questions and we answer them. And sometimes we look and see what are the popular um, questions in the homeschooling topic. And I found this one on a public Reddit forum. I went to their homeschool discussion board and I thought this was a great question to address because it's one of those situations where I know ladies are dealing with this and the other husbands as well. But it's one of those things where it's those questions that they just want to ask anonymously. Maybe they're, they don't want to write in questions like this to us. So I thought this would be great to address. I know you have thoughts on this. So here's the question. My kids started homeschooling because of COVID. They don't want to go back to regular school at all next year. I don't want them to go to school either. My husband is adamant that they must go back to school for routine and socialization. And I think those excuses are total. And I'm going to clean up the language here. Just malarkey. Like Biden would say, my kids have struggled with bullying from students and teachers. This has been the first year where they haven't felt anxiety about school. I don't know how to deal with my partner's total shutting down of the kids continuing to homeschool. Every time he brings it up, he makes me sound like the bad guy because I won't back down on my decision to homeschool the kids. I'm treating him like his opinion doesn't matter, but I feel like he's the one who refuses to listen to my side and will keep arguing me until I give up my opinion on this. Am I being unreasonable? I think my kids' mental health and what they want is more important than going to a place where they hate the people that they're with and they make them feel like malarkey. (laughs) This is mostly just a wrap. If anybody has advice, I'd appreciate it. And you can imagine there's a lot of different opinions, you know, that they received. I didn't even look at all of them. But, you know, you and I talk about when homeschooling, one of those foundational things is the parent's relationship. So how would you reconcile all of this? There's one tip I want to give everybody on how to communicate, but I'm going to wait a little bit, but it's really strategic. Um, I mean, all we have is just what was written there, so we don't know the whole story, but I'm pretty sure the husband in this case could have written the same type thing about backing down, I won't back down, et cetera, et cetera. What it does communicate is the kids are more important than the marriage relationship. Um, that'd be my hunch. I could be totally wrong. Don't know who this is, don't know anything about it, but I think this is pretty common. And yes. when you do it that way, that the, the priority are my kids, you have almost guaranteed um, messing up the family system dynamic because what makes kids feel safe is mom and dad agreeing. And in a relationship, there's something we call the math, or mentor of mine taught me this, the math relationships, and it works like this. It takes two to say yes and one to say no. So when your right. husband asks you out on a date, and you, if you had said no, 
it'd been over or marriage no right right or you asked him and he said no i don't know however it worked but uh it takes coming to unity and so these people need to come to unity in order to figure out what they're doing um she may be right he may be right i don't know the whole story i haven't heard his side and i know one side always sounds right until you hear the other side this mm-hmm. is part of uh growing up and uh and you know with the, with that in mind part of the challenge is really uh trying to come to some kind of like-mindedness you know what the story what you just read the sounds like he's on board for the academics but not for the socialization is that what it said no, just very much against the whole idea of homeschooling because of lack of routine, lack of socialization, just not at all open-minded so to homeschooling. All the way. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, if that's true, trying to understand why and what it's about is part of the conversation, but that's really the level at which you, you want to attack this issue. You know, uh, I, I have a... a video kind of presentation about 45 minutes called about how to get your spouse on board so you might want to i think i sent that link to you you could post it yes we'll link it down in the show notes in the comments so i go through the uh, whole process but it's it's really all getting down to uh what we mention uh not infrequently on these podcasts and that is what what is it that you want in the end what what's you want to begin, as Covey would say, with the end in mind. And so what is it you want? You know, do you want to be right or do you want peace? People have to figure that out. If you mm-hmm. want to die on that hill, you want to die on that hill. If you're saying, no matter what, I'm going to protect my kids and uh, homeschool them no matter what my spouse thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's going to be, um, that'll turn into, I'm going to homeschool my kids no matter what my ex thinks. And then mm-hmm. the X thing means the law is going to come in. You're going to divide the kids time. And then you're going to have to, they're going to force some agreement about what's going on. They're probably going to have to be in school. I don't know, but there's a whole sequence of, of a uh, trauma that's ahead yes. as opposed to say, I want to get like-minded and, and like-mindedness comes about largely by saying, let me see if I can understand your view. And let's you know, if you would, I'd love for you to understand my view. The way I like to say it is first understand, then disagree. And so really understanding what all, we don't have it all there, what all the view is on either side uh, is very important to do. And so when you do that, then you can start figuring out how do we solve this thing, you know? And it could be all kinds of things like a trial run. I mean, what, what are they doing socially? Are the kids socialized? Is there something going on? Is there's no routine? You know, what kind of chaotic, I don't know. I could be on his side for all I know, depending on what they're doing. And Um, you're a homeschooling advocate. Yeah, I am. But every year I talk somebody out of it (laughs) because I'm for education. If you're not educating your kids because you're undisciplined, uh, the kids are running amok. uh, They're not learning anything. You've, You've taken unschooling to a new level called ah schooling or not schooling you know that's different um that's not going to help anybody so you got a better shot with some structure somewhere 
at least they can learn to read. Maybe they'll wind up reading a book that explains why they shouldn't have been in public school someday. I don't know. That could change right. their life. And it seems like for the husbands, like what you're saying, that's generally where they're focused at is education. And the mothers are thinking more about these other factors, like she talked about their kids' mental health, you know, the bullying, all those social aspects of it. So it's essentially two different priorities, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, here's a true hunch that you wouldn't be as prone to think about with your estrogen poisoning as I would think about with my testosterone poisoning. Right. And it's this, when you moms, just gonna shoot straight, Yes. <laughs> that stay at home and do the homeschool. And that's the focus of your life. And we've been out shooting and killing and fighting and clawing and whatever we do and slaying dragons, machinery, all that stuff, slaying the dragons, building the wall, digging the moat, you know, all the mm -hmm. stuff at the castle. And we walk back in. Do you know how much attention we get from you? <laughs> how much? Not that much. You know, this is always a challenge. You know, I, I would have this with Jody with uh, the kids interrupting. She and I are having a conversation. The kids come in and interrupt. And she'd stop and go off and do something for them. <laughs> Didn't really no. feel like the priority. I felt like, God, I wish I was her kid. And she said, <laughs> I'm sure this is how a lot of husbands feel. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't express it that way, but seriously, no, no, that's, it's gets so child focused that there's no, the centrality of that relationship is not there. And uh, that's just destructive. It's a downer. You know, finally with Joe, you with interrupting, we learn um, Gary Izzo, we get the kids to come put their hand on mom's elbow. That's what my kids do too. We train yeah, them just to do the same wait until wait. it's time, you know, and then we can politely just, you know, but, but that's, I think that is a lot of times part of the problem underneath it all. Uh, it can be a respect issue. Like uh, I'm not needy. I don't have anything to say about this. And then the kids become the priority. And I've done plenty of marriage uh, counseling and coaching that that's been the issue that the kids are the priority over everything. And um, uh, when, when that happens, it's, you know, why not then work more and be gone more? But if the school would do it, and I know the results are okay, it worked for me, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the way they think, then maybe I can get some of my life back. If it's that chaotic, that bad. So I can see a, that. That's a thing, uh, I think, in there. Here's, here's what I would suggest. This is a communication thing. Um, one of the things we do, I've really made sense of this a little more recently uh, from some of the research out there, is we will, in discussions, ask for people's opinion. And when we ask for people's opinion, what does that do? You know, if I ask you, um, like if I ask you, what do you think about um, uh well, what do you think about the um, uh, re-vote count going on in Arizona? You know about that? Mm -hmm. No, I don't even I, know about that. I might pick something you'd know. Where do you live? Uh, yeah, outside of Phoenix. Yeah, you're in Arizona. 
So, okay, I won't pick on that one. Uh, what do you think about, uh, oh, what's your opinion on the pipeline getting hacked? Remember that in Alabama and the gas prices? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't really have an, because it doesn't affect me, right? I'm over here. Oh uh, yeah, so you're not having it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one. So, what's your opinion on uh, homeschool curriculums? Always go with what is sustainable for the mom for the parents. With academics, also obviously in mind, the three R's, right? Going, right. keep it simple. Right. So, so what's your opinion about these? curriculums in a box that are all videos and you watch the video and fill in the blanks i'm not a fan <laughs> i don't think it's the most effective way or economical right those are really expensive Perfect. so what happens when we ask for opinions is it invites the person to be critical yes that's what it does and so if you're asking a spouse or a friend or a child about their opinions, well, that invites in our brain to try to compare and contrast and see what's wrong with it. Mm -hmm. So what's going to naturally get generated is critical criticism. Stuff. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be natural. That's the yes. way it goes. So instead of that, what you want to do is uh, work with is ask for their advice. That doesn't mean they have to take it or you have to take it. But asking somebody, if I ask you now, um, what would you advise uh, a parent to do in picking a curriculum? Yes, that's when I would talk about going back to the basics, maybe just focusing on reading, writing, math, a strong foundation. Just stay there, focus there. That's exactly. It. And, and what happens is it gives rise to a strategy. It's also doing something very powerful subtly, and that is showing some respect to the other person. Mm -hmm. um, and when people feel respected, uh, your opinion could be, but not like seeking advice. Advice means you're inviting them to share with you a strategy of how they might get somewhere. Now, sometimes you can freak them out. I did this to Jody a week ago. I said, hey, I got a question for you. What's, um, what would be your advice on how it could be a better husband uh, and what role I have in leading here, you know, with you and our relationship. How could I do that better? You have any advice for me how to do that? <laughs> no. Yeah. And I'll get back to you, you know, and she finally <laughs> did oh, after, funny. after about a week and, you know, but um, so it can, you know, I guess, put people on the spot, especially this pro temp found, because I think what she felt was, oh my gosh, he's going to listen to me. And then if he doesn't and it doesn't work, then it's my fault, you know, knowing how Jody thinks. Right. But asking for advice invites a different conversation around strategy to move forward as opposed to just critiquing. So even in these kind of situations, if, um, if, if we were going to do homeschooling, what advice would you have for me to make it as good as uh, mm, yes that's school. much that's a lot different than yeah. the other and approach. then it turns into you need a conversation to a, schedule, a schedule and the kids need social interaction 
and something, I don't know, whatever's going on, but there'd be some things you could get to look at that are solution-oriented. Let's take a little pause in the show and talk about how Homeschooling Made Easy is sponsored by the Modern League of Teacher Mothers. This like-minded homeschooling membership site is committed to laying a strong foundation. By going back to the basics, children not only thrive, but it gives parents freedom and time to focus on their younger children and other responsibilities. You will have access to video courses, monthly training, live support, and much more. Visit sustainablehomeschooling.com schoolhouse for more information. Now let's get back to the show. Not just yes. you're wrong and you're a jerk. Yeah. And malarkey, malarkey, malarkey. <laughs> yes. And well, you know, I could share along the same lines what I did. I don't know if it would work for everybody else because my husband wasn't on board at first. And I went the route of, you know, just pausing here and Asking nagging him questions. and nagging and nagging and nagging. It always works. <laughs> no. There's nothing greater than nagging. Just complain and complain and complain. And then make sure all of his food's cold. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Then you'll get what you want. No, I just asked him, okay, well, can you reassure me? Because I didn't have a good public school experience at all. Can you reassure me and tell me about all your great public school experiences? You know, because he had this presupposition like this is what education is doing this going here etc so this is foreign but when I asked him you know just tell me about your experience all he could think about was negative experience he couldn't really come up with anything positive and so that made him change gears and think okay well maybe this is I don't want that for my children I don't want them to have those experiences I do want better for them so then we were able to explore together the possibilities with homeschooling. And then of course, now he's a huge fan. He's all on board, but that's, that's the approach I took too. It's like listening, asking questions and then them, you know, but I don't know if somebody had a really great public school experience, my technique probably would not have worked. You know, they would have been like, this was all the great stuff, the fun experience. So I got lucky, I guess. Ideally you're trying to get something you can both agree to. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes takes a little work. But getting clear about what you want for your kids. I mean, I would probably start there. What do you want for our kids? Right. College ready, character. You list out the thing. And then you can start looking at how does school pull that off or not? How does this pull it off or not? You can have a whole refreshed conversation just because of what you're trying to get at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And so, I, and so, yeah, go ahead. Well, I just, in in marriage in particular, this is kind of related to it. Um, Honestly, you know, it's a world of trying to figure out, I mean, it's all negotiation as much as we would pretend it's something different. Um, And so learning to negotiate means we're really trying to come up with something that we can both feel okay about, kind of a win-win type thing. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about negotiating for a car to buy a building, uh, but I'm talking about relationships. And the challenge with relationships is that we tend to not really solve the problems. We problem soothe, not problem solve. Mm-hmm. I've talked about that before with you. So, so we have a pro- thing about a circle, you know, so we have a problem and the problem actually leads to pain. And the pain leads us to take action. And the action 
reduces the pain, which means we reduce the action, which means the problem continues. Mm -hmm. And so like the baggage at Southwest, our problems keep coming back around over and over and over again. We're not conflicting about something new. It's the same old goofy stuff. One more right. time. Well, part of the secret to overcome that is to look towards resolution. You want to resolve it. And what that means is it never comes up as an issue. So Jody and I never fight about romance. We never fight about money. We never fight about parenting, largely because the kids aren't here. But we do, you know, some grandparenting things we're uh, getting to think through. Um, we don't fight about uh, food, meals. We've resolved all those kind of things. But at one point we did, we conflicted over them until we could figure out something we could both make sense of. But the goal was to look for a permanent solution. Mm -hmm. So in the, and in our course, in the problem solving section, I don't know if you've gone through the problem solving course, it's all this yes. stuff. And, and so when we get in our mind, how do we solve this forever? How can we, even the question, how can we solve whether we're going to homeschool or public school or whatever forever and just solve it, you know, because right now it's not solved. You got a view. I got a view. How could we solve this together as a team, get together on it? Another thing we've done is, um, so I have a, I have a coin from the Pentagon. Yes. A friend got me because I helped him do a presentation. He was doing at the Pentagon. Let's take a little pause from the show and talk about one of our sponsors, independenthomeschool.com. Independenthomeschool.com is a one-stop shop for homeschoolers created by Dr. Fred Lybrand. There you can find more information on his very popular courses such as the writing course, Mastering Emotions, Mastering Reading Comprehension, and the ultimate How to Homeschool in 30 Minutes a Day system. As a longtime member and having gone through all the courses myself, I can tell you that this is truly priceless when it comes to your home life and creating sustainable homeschooling. For more information, make sure that you click on the link in the show notes. And now let's get back to the show. I made a few suggestions and he used them and world peace. Nice. So, <laughs> so if we, if we, um, if we pretended, you know, Jody and I would take an object like this and say, look, this is the problem. You're not the problem. I'm not the problem, but this is the problem. And we can use this problem and this problem can push us apart or we could team up and solve the problem. And I'd say the same thing with homeschool, homeschooling our kids. It's not about him and his malarkey or her and her malarkey. It's we have a problem, which is we are not united about this topic, about this thing. How can we solve this forever? That orientation means you're going to get to start thinking about what to really do to solve it. Right now, the, what you read was the solution is to get him out of the way or get her out of the way. That's mm -hmm. the solution. So they're looking at it as the other person's the problem for yes. what they want, rather than the other person is a part of the solution and the problem is something you share. Yes. I think that's a really good point that you brought up in the beginning that it then becomes my ex doesn't want to. And a lot of the answers, that's where it went. And, you know, I think ladies are not really thinking it through all the way 
just like with the say, oh, my husband never helps out around the house. He never helps me with the kids. I'm leaving him. And then they become single moms and guess what? Now they're doing it all on their own. <laughs> so yeah. they're he's not sure not going to help if he's not. There. Yeah, exactly. They're not uh, thinking it through. And so, you know, within our community, I see this a lot with the television. And we talked about this a lot too on this podcast. They're so upset that they want the TV gone. They think it's best for the kids. You know, well-being, it might be written into the curriculum, you know, no screens. And there's that conflict and like you said that ultimately that's what it is right prioritizing the kids the education over the parent relationship and if that's not in a good place it doesn't matter how great the education is at home would you agree with that yeah there's a little book above my head yes one of my favorites. Well, the absolute quickest way to help your child change. Spoiler alert. The answer is in the last chapter, maybe the next to the last. Forget how I laid this out. Sorry. Um, and the answer is the absolute quickest way uh, to help your child change is to focus on your marriage. Yes. That's actually... What we found is if you have a good relationship, you cannot be very good at parenting. The kids will come out pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. You can be awesome at parenting skills. And if you and your spouse hate each other and display it commonly, good luck with that. Yeah. It's just the way I read that in a book as well, too, that the kids would be much better off struggling with whatever TV did to them versus the kid who grew up in a house where parents, like you said, hated each other. That child is much worse off than the one that saw TV. And and you know, the, the funny thing in my experience, most married people don't actually hate each other. Even after (laughs) it's what happens is love gets covered up Mm kind of like dirt over home plate. That's why they get the brush out and dust it off. Yes. You know, that a lot of times we just lose why we fell in love originally. We lose why we got together originally, you know, in the midst of the busyness of life and trauma and Parenting, personal kids. issues and, and personal issues we hadn't worked through. You know, we've got, um, was in Rocky one, you know, she's got gaps. I got gaps, you know, we, <laughs> I never got, saw any we, of the Rocky movies. Yeah. We've got problems. We both got stuff. We fit together, but everybody has that stuff. You know, we yes. all have, we, I need to write this book called I'm not okay. You're not okay, but that's okay. I like that. Yeah. Right? Yes. So that's part of the game, you know, that, I mean, honestly, if, um, Jody were all that perfect, she wouldn't have married me for sure. Right. (laughs) And verse revisa. And we have to own up to that stuff sometime and realize, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm part of the problem too. Mm -hmm. And like we always talk about, look how great we turned out. Even though our parents weren't perfect. It's an us thing. Right. No. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, part of this is, is learning to grow up learning to negotiate, learning to play a little fairer, learning to um, have real conversations where we get out in the open, uh, 
you know, what's really up. A lot of times we don't even know. But that's, you know, the advice stuff. You know, the, the, the other side of it is, you know, how if, if we want our kids to have this kind of character and this kind of education, this kind of this, how is that going to happen at this school? We, you wanted them confident. We got that down. How does confidence grow out of being bullied all the time? Mm-hmm. And, and nothing's being done about it. I don't know. But he could say, how is being socially engaged and knowing how to make friends and keep them going to happen if they're in the house and the shades are down, you know, mm-hmm. and they're reading books from the 1812? You know, I don't know how that happens either. Right. So, they both think they're thinking about their kids, you know, well-being. They're right. both passionate. They're just on different sides, different spectrums, different yeah, ways different of different strategies things. and a lot of times different misinformation, mm-hmm. you know on both sides so that's where you team up and say okay let's figure this out you're not the problem i'm not the problem we got a problem how can we solve it forever how can we do that yes Uh, that starts a different conversation than you're a jerk and how can i get you out of my way yeah really so yeah so hopefully this was helpful to parents out there because you know conflicts happen and with homeschooling and you know all these decisions it's it's going to happen so hopefully we gave you a a different perspective a different way to think about it prioritize and like you said the quickest way to help a child change is working on that relationship so any last thoughts on this question oh you still want to learn to you know the reason you are not happy is because you're thinking unhappy thoughts you still want to yes. learn how to run your mind um so the emotions course fits in or um you know things you can learn to get yourself to think uh, more clearly about mm-hmm. it uh, one of the powerful things honestly is to learn to argue both sides so where i would start if i were coaching them i'd say all right i want you both to build the case for each other's view and that's really hard to do because I, I try to follow your advice and do that because we just so want to have our confirmation bias, right? Right, and but just that's, stick it's to a it. skill. It's, mm-hmm. it's a skill. It's not, you know, it's not fairy dust and unicorn droppings. You know, it's yes. not something weird it's made up. It's an exercise. It is. Yeah, and you have to work at it. So, you know, and, and it comes down to, well, what is good about school? Well, let's think of a few things real quick. Um, they're all in it together. Uh, competition brings out some good things in people. Sometimes they stretch a lot more than when they're left by themselves, especially socially oriented, uh, um, extroverted type kids. They tend to respond well to that. Uh, schools have worked for a long time and have produced some pretty good minds. It's not that it totally kills them. Maybe they're different than they were, but schools vary from school to school. Uh, parenting, I mean, all schooling is homeschooling. So it's not like we can't supplement what's going on to make a difference there. Uh, you and I both know we developed friendships in school that have lasted for uh, decades. So there's something that can go on there. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can build a case. I'm not saying they're not other pieces, but you understand the issue when you work that way. Same with homeschooling. What's great about that? Uh, not distracted by all the drama around them. 
so they actually get their work done a lot faster. They're engaged in learning how to learn, so they're getting a skill they're going to use throughout their whole life instead of being dependent on a teacher to tell them what they need to know or mm -hmm. teacher slash media. Um, so, you know, we, we can do that. But when you understand both sides of the argument in that kind of full way, you're much more informed. Even if you're wrong, even if you have your converse, uh, confirmation bias, you still are in a place that you really can understand the issue. And part of what grows out of that is a little bit of empathy. You know, pretty much everybody's doing what they do because they think it's the right thing to do. Right. You know, and, and if you'd grown up through their experiences and were in their situation and looked at things their way, you'd think that too, you know, mm -hmm. uh, in, in political perspective, you know, I mean, honestly, you really think it's evil to be for your country? Really? <laughs> and, and then the other side, you really think it's bad to want to feed and take care of the poor? Really? You know? Right. There's a little more conversation here. You know, I know the other side, they're all idiots, you know, and we'd be better without them. But I don't think so. People are far more complicated uh, than that. And right. far more essential. So it's, yeah. it's like that illustration, you know, I like to talk about kind of an NLP thing that we create our own map based on our experiences or, but it's not the territory. It's the map that we've drawn. Right. Of the territory. No one has right. the, you know, like the right. whole dominion. And you could have map. drawn it poorly. Yes. You also could have it uh, oriented wrong. You could have it pointing South. Right. That'll create problems. Yeah. Yes. But, but, but that's right. And so, you know, learning to look at things with much more perspective you know, one of the things I found as a granddad that I get to do is say to myself about the grandkids, because I'm, you know, I have opinions on what's going on, but I remind myself of this. That's not my daughter. That's not my son. Mm -hmm. And once I can remind myself of that, I can cheer for him. I also know the story's not finished. You know, it's not like our kids did anything perfect. Yeah. You know, and like we did everything just right. Gosh, I'd like to have lots of do-overs, you know. Um, but grace. All, yeah, we, need to, grace we all need grace. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Patience, you know. Look, we're all on loan to each other. Yes, very true. So we could probably be a little more patient, a little have a little broader perspective of trying to really understand the other person's view before we hate them, right? Yes. So, you know, we'll like to encourage you, if you have situations, scenarios, questions like this, you can just write to us anonymously at homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. Because, I mean, if somebody's writing in, somebody's going through it, um, it's probably not an isolated case. I'm sure a lot of other homeschooling, a lot of other families are dealing with it as well. So thank you so much for listening. And yeah, send us your questions. Listening to the Homeschooling Made Easy podcast. If you have a question that you would like for us to answer on a future episode, please email us at homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please share with a friend who you think would be interested in this content or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Thank you.